He says, treat other people how I would like to be treated, not how the world, not how the religious leaders, not how the politicians, not how the social media novelty junkies tell me that I need to treat others. No, I will choose Jesus every single time. I will choose love. I will choose patience. I will choose understanding. I will choose discovery and education and forgiveness and growth because that is what I would like others to choose when they're dealing with me. So let that be your prayer today, that instead of being a novelty junkie, a fake news spreader, a judger, that you become a truth and a love junkie. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Today we are going to look at the parable of the speck and the log and talk about one of the world's favorite pastimes, judging others. The truth is, we all do it. We overlook our own shortcomings, our own moral failures, our own bad choices and sins, but we easily see the shortcomings, moral failings, bad choices, and sins of others. And it really has become a pastime in our culture. Our entire online worlds are built around making snap judgments, both good and bad, as we scroll through hundreds of images, video clips, quotes, memes, tweets, talking heads, and news bites. In an MIT study, fake information was 70% more likely to be retweeted than facts, the study showed. And accurate tweets were rarely passed along more than about a thousand times while Whoppers were retweeted as many as a 100,000 times. So with a snap judgment and a simple click, we can ruin a life, an industry, or a livelihood. And it doesn't even have to be true. Sinan Aral, the paper's senior author and head of MIT's Initiative on the Digital Economy, says that people who use Twitter are novelty junkies, the study suggests, and they often forward surprising, disgusting, or fear-inducing information without stopping to check and see if it's true. Previous research has found that someone who shares novel information gains social status because they seem to have inside information, Aral says. Obviously, it's easy to be more novel when you're unconstrained by reality, he says. I really like that. It's easy to be more novel when you're unconstrained by reality. Well, I don't want that to be me. But isn't the irony that all of these judgments and destructive practices, they're always directed at others. We rarely see one of these novelty junkies shining the light on their own failures, their own mistakes, their own shortcomings. 
When was the last time that you or I put a post up on our social media feed saying, I failed, I got it wrong? We like to hide our own issues in the shadows of hypocrisy while shining a spotlight on everyone else. Well, let's see what Jesus had to say about this in today's scripture parable, taken from Matthew chapter 7. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. And the standard that you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why do you worry about a speck that you see in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, hey, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't even see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrites, first get rid of the log in your own eye and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck that's in your friend's eye. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Well, some may call this karma. Some may call this reaping what you sow. Whatever you call it, it is a spiritual truth. Whether you believe in spiritual things or not, this is being played out in our lives every single day in many different ways. Whereas we're judging, judgment is coming back on us. And over the last few years, we have seen this play out in a culture that shows no mercy for some, while insisting on mercy being granted to them at all times, no matter what they do. We see unfollows, unfriends, actual fake news. We see reporters, both real and armchair, digging deep into the recesses of a person's past to try and find anything they can to cancel that person. A lone tweet, an image from college, anything that can be used to destroy a person they disagree with. Thank God Instagram and Facebook and TikTok were not around when I was in high school and university because I guarantee there would be some images out there, there'd be some quotes out there for me that are not representative of who I am today at all, and it would be very embarrassing if someone were to dig back that far and find that about me because that isn't who I am today. And we see it on either side of our current cultural and political divide. No one is exempt. We're all doing it. We are so worried about finding the faults in those we don't like or those we disagree with that we never stop to look at the hate, the self-righteousness, the moral bankruptcy that has become a giant log in our own eyes so that we can't even see with accuracy the speck that is in our neighbor's eye. We have such a large log in our own eye that we're looking and saying there's a speck in their eye, but we can't even see what that speck really is because our vision has been distorted. What we see in them is actually being distorted by our own faults. We're judging them based off something that we're seeing through a lens of a giant log. Our lens has been skewed. We're trying to say to our friends and our family, hey, let me help you deal with this area of your life 
while all the while we refuse to deal with our own selves, which means we can't even see clearly how to help our friends deal with those problem areas in their lives. And yet, doesn't Jesus sum this all up so well when he says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you, or treat others how you would like them to treat you? So how do we apply this today? Well, when I have an area of my life that is wrong, that is hateful, prideful, self-righteous, prejudiced, sexist, greedy, lustful, whatever, do I want to be called out publicly for it? Do I want some version of my truth skewed by an image or a tweet? My reality, some version of my reality to be broadcast and shamed on social media or in staff meetings or at family gatherings? Well, of course not. I would want the people that know me and care about me to pull me aside privately and talk with me. Hear me out. Ask questions to determine, hey, what's going on with me? Uh, Why do you think that way? How can you help me? How can, you know, what could I say to get you to maybe think about this differently? That's what I would want them to come to me and say. I certainly wouldn't want their interpretation of my thoughts, words, or actions to be what they throw out into the world with scorn, without even knowing if, if that is the truth or the reality or my perception of my own beliefs. So, then if that is what I would want someone to do for me, how much more should that be how I treat people that I disagree with? And if I know that someone in their life is never being open about their own shortcomings, their own prejudices, their own sins and failures, well, then I certainly wouldn't want them coming to me to try and help me deal with mine. So then if I wouldn't want that, then I need to hold myself to that same standard of being open about where I have faults, where I fall short, where I'm not totally 100% doing things correctly, and be actively and openly working on them so that if my friends need help, they can feel comfortable coming to me because they know I won't judge them because they know I don't pretend to be perfect. I realize that what I'm saying today goes directly against the way our culture is set up. It goes against the religious and political pressure that has been exerted and is currently being exerted on our society to judge, to cancel, to seek out failure, to expose, to point fingers, to be self-righteous. And yet, I will always, always always side with Jesus and what he says to do. I will give to his pressure, not to the pressure of my culture, not to the pressure of my political party, not to the pressure of my church. And he says, judge not. He says, deal with your own issues first so that you can see clearly how to help your friend deal with their own. He says, treat other people how I would like to be treated not how the world, not how the religious leaders, not how the politicians, not how the social media novelty junkies tell me that I need to treat others. No, I will choose Jesus 
every single time. I will choose love. I will choose patience. I will choose understanding. I will choose discovery and education and forgiveness and growth because that is what I would like others to choose when they're dealing with me. So let that be your prayer today. That instead of being a novelty junkie, a fake news spreader, a judger, that you become a truth and a love junkie. That instead of being self-righteous, you would humble yourself and ask where you need to change so that you can help others who need to change as well, not shame them into changing. That instead of demanding that people show you mercy when you aren't willing to show them mercy, that you would treat them the way you desire to be treated, showing mercy. Give this a try for the next few days and see the shifts that happen in your life. I pray over all of our listeners and myself today that we would be people who choose Jesus and his ways above all else that we would choose love and forgiveness above all else, that we would choose mercy. I pray that God's Spirit would open our eyes so that we can see where we need to change, so that we can have clear vision to help lead the people around us into change. And as we let go of judgment and hate and self-righteousness, I declare over everyone who's listening today that any judgments and hates and condemnation that others have directed against us would be made void. Now go be the church to your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day and then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.